Listening to the Cannabis Hangout. Two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while, while we, we break, break it all down. down. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Brandon. And I'm Saba. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. Thank you for tuning in again. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with our friend Omid, who owns Evoke Cannabis. If you want some background, you can go back and listen to his first debut episode, number 184, where we chopped it up about his personal journey with cannabis and what the plant evokes in you. Today, we're here to circle back around with some exciting new things that he's doing for the community and what he's up to now. So please welcome Omid back to the Cannabis Hangout. Hi, Meedy. Hi. <laughs> welcome back to another episode. We're so happy to have you on. Thanks for having me. So we left off our episode last July where Evoke was a little bit smaller and you had your hands more on the plants and you were more involved. Um, not that you're not involved now, but just more plant oriented. Um, fast forward to now, tell us what Evoke, what you're up to at Evoke and where you guys are. Yeah, I mean, a lot has happened <clears throat> since then. Um, it's kind of crazy. It's not just Evoke anymore. You know, mm -hmm. we're exploring different brands. We're starting to branch out in new markets and looking in different places to see how we can influence uh, other markets in the country. And as we've grown, I've taken a step back from the grow. Um, this year, we've had like tremendous growth as a company. Uh, we've gone from one to four cultivation facilities, which is, it's, Huge it's in a, a year. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot to take on. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> it's kind of hard to even, like, fathom how we've done it. Um, I mean, I know how we've done it. We have in, an insane team um, between our ownership and our management and our uh, everyday workers. Everyone really is shown up for us yeah contributing year. being part of the team so mm -hmm. yeah what would you like what was your big focus or like reason to ramp up in 20 this year because you said you've you guys have had so much happen in one year which for i feel like you know that's not like that's not for everyone you know that stuff happens over like five yeah. years for yeah. some people yeah. um so <laughs> evoke is run by five people mainly Thanks, I'll have some of this. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, get right, out of my so, hands. <laughs> the, the five owners kind of were, it, it's just a lot of people who are focused on one goal. Mm -hmm. So we're able to do a lot quickly. Okay. And so we have really good management in place. Um, Fred, who's our director of cultivation, moved out from Colorado with us. Kim, uh, who's his girlfriend, she's in charge of the harvest team she was lab manager now she's over in the grow with fred and they rock that you know having solid people 
who run your operation for you so mm-hmm. that you can step back. I say this a lot now. I used to grow the weed. Now I'm able to grow the company. And the reason I'm able to do that is because I have people in place who, I shouldn't say I, we have people in place who uh, we trust, who mm-hmm. work really hard, who work with integrity every day. Um, and and because we have them there handling our day-to-day operations, we're able to focus on yeah, new grows, um, new businesses, new brands, new ideas, and <clears throat> we're able to chase different things that normally, you know, I might be tied up day-to-day in the grow and not be able to focus on those things, or Josh yeah. would be tied up in the lab, and he's not able to to work on new branding and new product launches, right. which is what he kind of specializes in. And, and Johnny, who's our sales director, he... <clears throat> He's a huge part of our growth, just to just to say. Um, I wanted to use the podcast today to kind of shout out some of the yeah, people in the company yeah, who have course. helped us get to this point and then kind of lead you into what we're doing now. Um, cool. So, yeah, a lot of the growth we've seen is because of really that one human who he's put us in over 400 stores around the state. And for one person to be able to accomplish a feat like that, it's – nothing short of insane no. so, yeah what yeah. a gym really shout yeah. out to johnny yeah so for him to be able to handle all that like that that's part of the reason we've exploded so much you know people always comment when they see me they're like you're in every store i go into and that's that's all johnny so yeah. props to him he's done a great job with that um and then we have wes and matt um who they're like business minds unlike anyone who i've ever had the chance to work with before. I really look up to them a lot. I've learned a lot from those guys. Wes is our CEO. Um, Matt was involved in some operations in Colorado (laughs) before coming out here. He has really uh, deep experience in the industry, and the two of them see business in a way that a lot of people are lacking in this industry, you know, Mm -hmm. myself included. Coming from the traditional market, I didn't really have – much business mind coming into this i knew how to grow weed i knew how to sell weed and that's like kind of where it ended Mm -hmm. okay and so um a lot of the expansion and a lot of what we're doing now it comes from through their guidance and and with the management that we have in place um you know we have sonia in the lab now and shelby running fulfillment and so we have our four top management and then the five of us as owners um it's nine people running the company you know yeah that's so, so cool yeah i it's, mean it's not just me it's not just yeah. josh it's not there's no one person who controls the direction that mm-hmm. this company goes in it's it's nine people making decisions every day talking to each other constantly we we do weekly management and ownership meetings and uh i feel like that is a big part of why we've been able it to expand is, yeah. so quick is because we have a solid ass team of people who are all working towards uh, similar goals. Right. And, mm-hmm. and we've pretty much worked out a lot of the kinks where we've, uh, we've put people where they excel. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I was director of cultivation when we started the company. Um, and when it was just like a few of us, you know, that, that wasn't a job that was, crazy difficult for me as we started to expand and I started having to do ownership roles and uh, manage employees it started to become too much for me and now that we're at like you know 40 45 employees like 
I that's not something I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Fred, who's our director, and he's almost like a general manager in a lot of ways for the company too. Um, he has like a crazy organized mind. So that is a he, gift. Yeah, he's <laughs> cool. he's the person uh-huh. who excels at that. You know, mm-hmm. he's. I also see him as one of the best growers in the state. Okay. Um, but I really think what sets him apart from other people is his discipline and his organization, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> that's something that a lot of growers don't have because we just like learn to grow in garages and basements, and we're, you're growing in your house, so it's like it doesn't. You know, it doesn't matter yeah, to a lot yeah. of people. A little it's more like, lax. Yeah, it's a yeah. little more lax where with him, even when we were on the traditional market, <clears throat> he always had his calendars. He always mm-hmm. had his days planned out. You know, my other growers didn't do that. He he was always setting the standard. And so it kind of makes sense that <clears throat> as I took a step back from the grow, he was the one to, to step up. And, yeah, yeah. so yeah. – Props to the team. All yeah, that to say, yeah. you know, we wouldn't be able to focus on expansion if we didn't have these people at mm-hmm. the grow every day, busting ass, doing the jobs that we shouldn't be doing anymore because mm-hmm, we're right. not as good at but it. But to be able know? to be aware of that, yeah. but then also have people already on your team to kind of move in, you know, the little mm-hmm. web that you're in, yeah. like, and then take another spot is... It's good. That means you have good team members. For you know? sure. And Quality good, people. Yeah, and a good team, especially in this market that we're in, a good team is everything because you're right. Like, even you saying the business aspect of it, I mean, like, that's not – I feel like something that's very – that comes very natural to people in the cannabis industry. Like, yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's, and it's just even based on looking at how some people run their businesses – and again, running a business is hard. I get it. I've owned one, but it's it's just not like at the forefront of like, you know, even just how you said like organization and discipline. Those are like two really big things. Communications are another really big thing. And I feel like people in the cannabis industry, sometimes I get lost in translation. Right. And then that becomes difficult to grow. And the fact that you found people who have those characteristics already is big because one that's hard to find in this industry and some companies are not succeeding right now because, because of, that. of that. Right. And so it's cool that you guys have, you know, f- hurdled up your team. You guys all have one vision in mind and y'all are just fucking going. It's showing, you and know, it, and stuff. Yeah. Like. I would definitely like evoke is definitely one of like, I would say Oklahoma's like brands that you see, you know, like if you had a map and top you did ones. like top brands of yeah. Oklahoma, I would definitely put evoke up there. Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Jade Pebworth over at the Me Law Group in Oklahoma focuses to provide you with a comprehensive approach and intelligent advice and representation focused on resolving problems rather than inflating them. She kills it with civil litigation, cannabis law, business planning, corporate law slash litigation, and family law. She enjoys working with companies from the ground up. Whether you need her to review and draft contracts for your company, assist in licensing applications, and more, the Me Law Group has your back. Now, let's get back to today's episode. Thank you. And that's something that, you know, it wasn't always like this. It took us a long time to get to this point Mm -hmm. and a lot of like bumpy roads and almost failing over and over and over and it feels really good to be at this yeah. point. And so now that we're here mm-hmm. and we have grown so much and we feel like <laughs> we're getting really locked in and 
finding our our place in this market um we've started messing with creating new brands and mm-hmm. trying some different ideas out and that was kind of the point of coming on today is i wanted to talk about a new brand we launched recently um it's called neighborhood cannabis mm-hmm. and uh, essentially the point of neighborhood is we're taking some of the money we make from this brand and we're giving it back to the community so um like the the month we dropped back in september we ran a food drive so we we offered a free pre-roll and like a free half gram of hash if people brought in uh five canned food items to six different dispensaries that we were working with we didn't know how it was going to go mm-hmm. and it like exploded that's cool. It was crazy. That's awesome. Did you feel we, like the Oklahoma market was like l- lacking something in there or like what, you know, what was, I guess, like your purpose of being yeah. like, we're going to do this. So neighborhood kind of started as like evoke got really big. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it gets hard to, once you hit like a plateau, it yeah. gets hard to keep selling more of the same products mm-hmm. as you expand. So neighborhood was kind of filling this void that, uh, we wanted to take some products off the Evoke line, maybe things that were more volume-based or not as exotic, more like for your everyday smoker, mm-hmm. um, and make a brand for products like that. As we were developing the brand, we thought if this is like, if this is going to be a brand that's geared towards everybody, whereas like Evoke is more for more of your elevated smoker, people who care a little bit more about quality and what goes into the products, they they might seek us out. Um, neighborhood is kind of geared towards, yeah, your, your everyday smoker, maybe people who don't care as much about, uh, getting those exotic Mm -hmm. strains or, uh, whatever, Mm -hmm. for example. So in, in our grow rooms, we, we average like 20 pounds a table, Mm -hmm. but then we have some strains that they bust out like 30 pounds a table, you know? Yeah neighborhood yeah that's like it's Mm -hmm. easier we can sell those products a little cheaper Mm -hmm. we don't take as big of a hit because we're producing more volume or maybe like a strain for example like pure michigan Mm -hmm. when it came out maybe some people would call that exotic it was really desired and sought after now not so much we still Mm -hmm. run it because customers like it Mm -hmm. so we're gonna keep it but maybe that's not something we're gonna call evoke anymore so we put it in that other line we can sell it a little cheaper it it is more of a volume-based brand, and it gets exposure to more people. That mm-hmm. was kind of the point of it. And we thought, if that's what we're going to do, why don't we also put some intention behind this? Mm-hmm. If it's for everybody, let's also help everybody with this brand. And once we, like, had that idea, this whole different thing conceptualized around yeah. this brand. And we've just kind of been running with it. And I know you two have seen, like, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's been... uh it's been fun to answer your question. I do think that this is la- something like this was lacking in this cannabis industry, especially yeah. in Oklahoma. I feel mm-hmm. like the cannabis industry is looked at as, you know, um, it's a lot of like criminals and shady, lazy people. And like, mm-hmm. we just don't get the respect we deserve. And I know in my circle of people in this industry, the people I run with, care a lot about people they Mm -hmm. care a lot about their patients they care a lot about the communities that they're making money in and they want chances to give back a lot of us are just like 
crazy busy. You know, yeah. growers mm-hmm. work like yeah. 60 to 100 hours a week is yeah. like normal, you yeah. know. And so a lot of these guys don't have time to get out of the grow and and do things to give back. And so that's why I thought this would be a cool opportunity for, for us to kind of take the lead on that. Yeah. Um, I, as I took a step out of the grow, I was kind of having like an exit existential crisis Crisis, right like i'm like what is my purpose anymore if i'm not growing and we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast and i feel like we're figuring it out now i'm like okay this is this feels good it's cool to see where you came from from like the last one saying that and then now this is like five or six months later and then you're like it's all like an organic process Uh you know yeah and it's it's cool that you've been able to mesh like Something that, because I've talked to you kind of closer to when you guys were about to launch Neighborhood and like the passion that was oozing out of you <clears throat> was really cool to see because it was like you knew that like it felt like that Neighborhood is more your baby than like Evoke is. Like not that you're not proud of Evoke, but you know, and like you've grown it, but just like just the way that you talked about Neighborhood and the community aspect and being able to give back and bring that element yeah, yeah, that isn't brought to the cannabis industry, I feel like your face just like lit up. So it's cool to see that it's gotten so much success, so much feedback. And I agree with you when you say like people look at the cannabis industry in such a way that like when you have conversations with, you know, like maybe an elderly person that doesn't consume or like another business owner that doesn't consume and you say you're from the cannabis industry, they immediately like take a step back yeah and because like when we you know when we look for local brands to work with like I've had a few conversations I was actually at North Park Mall yesterday at this art studio which was really cool and it was this two older sisters that were just hanging out there running the studio and I forgot what even brought it up and she was like so what do you do and I was like I forgot something about the podcast got brought up and I was like yeah I have a cannabis podcast with my best friend and they're both eyes like kind of were like whoa like what And then by the end of it, like, they were following our podcast. And the lady was like, I'm going to listen. And I think it was very very cool to see how the conversation organically pivoted to their eyes being big. And then by the end of it, them opening up our podcast and being open to listen, just based on conversation and, like, all that to say, people have such a perception of what it is or what people who work in the cannabis industry are. But then, you know, when we have conversations and – do cool things like give back to the community and work with local local nonprofits. I think it's a very big eye opener. Like, oh, they're not just lazy stoners. Like, they're actually doing something. So yeah. I think it's really cool just that adds value. Yeah. Definitely, I think it's cool that you guys brought this aspect and element to the industry and are pushing it because I feel like we need it. And then you know there are like I don't want to. There are other companies who <clears throat> do of course a lot of stuff yes. like this already. So not to say that we're the first ones, but. We wanted this brand to have that intention mm-hmm. behind it, you know? Yeah. It started a little different, but as we started building it, mm-hmm. we realized, like, no, this is the purpose of mm-hmm. this brand, and this is what we're going to do with it. If you're ever in the Oklahoma City area, check out Chill Dispensary at 22 Northeast 10th Street. They're good people with hand-washed, single-source, live rosin, flour, pre-rolls, and other solventless products. So go show them some love and enjoy a chill experience. Now, back to the episode. And my goals for the brand are, one, to give back, two, to encourage other companies to do the same thing so you know this last month we did like a toy coat and blanket drive and we had a lot of other 
uh, dispensaries kind of step in and help us with it. And um, I think just because of the season, mm -hmm. there's like a lot of places doing toy and coat and blanket drives. It, mm -hmm. it didn't get as much momentum as the food drive did. And we were kind of surprised. We didn't really expect that. And so like, me and Haytham from Dazed mm -hmm. and Dave from Zenoa, yeah. like, and the other owners of Evoke Neighborhood, we all just threw in a bunch of money and went and nice. bought, bought like a bunch of toys yeah. and blankets and coats and for made sure that the the drive was like a huge yeah. success. Yeah, and, and it was, and it's it's like so I I do want to say like especially Haytham from Dazed, yeah. he does it right. Like he's mm -hmm. actually been a big inspiration for mm -hmm. me talking to him uh seeing how he moves i'm learning a lot from him and dave from zenoa like he's someone who i saw in this industry right when we got out here mm -hmm. and the way he operated being the owner of a company who would go do all the pop-ups himself mm -hmm. hitting sales himself he's mm -hmm. in the grow he's like the face of the company i saw that and i ran with it so yeah. Props to him. Like, I like there yeah. are people in this industry who I look up to a lot. Mm -hmm. Those are two of them. And also, shout out to Velvet Tiger. They did awesome on the toy drive. Stacy did a really good job getting people to come in and donate and participate. I love Stacy. She's great. They do such a good job over at Velvet Tiger. Shout out to Stacy. It's just cool to, to like, see that. And then now, because of where we are as mm -hmm. a company, I'm able to build off of ideas that I yeah. learned from other business and owners do stuff who, together which is yeah, cool like yeah, i know days yeah. was a part of the toy drive and yeah. it, it's so cool that like people who inspire you now you guys get to work together and yeah. it's like now you guys can inspire one another and create really this like solid community of people that are like just not even running stuff but just leaders in, in the community yep. that we need yeah, yeah. you guys you know? have common goals common interests yeah. do you know what i mean of like where you want to put your heart to, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a big thing is having intentions when you start a brand and not just starting a brand to start a brand. Right. You know? And that's what we did with Evoke. We were like, let's get out here. Let's try to grow the best weed we can mm -hmm. and we'll fill in the rest later, you know? Yeah. And that that's a thing. Yeah. And that's a thing a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. But we got to a level with it where we were like, okay, now we can create something with more intention behind it. And I, you know... uh I said this to Josh, who's one of the other owners, like, a few months ago. I was like, bro, Evoke is fucking sick. We built something, like, awesome, and yeah. it's, like, doing its thing. I'm like, but neighborhood, though, as mm -hmm. I know it sounds, like, kind of corny. It's, like, neighborhood for the, for the community, yeah. but it's, like, it feels good. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. this is a thing that everyone can get behind. It will attract good attention from outside of the cannabis industry, which mm -hmm. is what we want like we want to change the stigma that's associated with cannabis growers and this industry because like i said before a lot of us are really passionate we do care a lot about the people that mm -hmm. we're selling products to we care a lot about the communities that we live in and come from right. and we want to give back and yeah. so i just want people to see that that's yeah. awesome so what neighborhood the name is obviously kind of tell us says itself but what was the like when you guys were sitting there coming up for a name for this, like what was the moment where neighborhood came to mind? This was actually Matt's brainchild. So, okay. Yeah, our partner Matt, he was uh, one of the owners of like one of the biggest companies in Colorado mm -hmm. uh, back in the day. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too much into what happened with that company, but he has uh, 
he sees branding in a way that a lot of people don't. And he has a lot of really cool ideas. Mm -hmm. Neighborhood was one he wanted to run with. Cool. So it was something he had already conceptualized. Nice. And so we just started building it with him. Nice. Shout out to and Matt. It's always nice to have a creative brain I like know, that. Because I names that. are to name a company is a very difficult thing. And yeah. I say this almost every time we talk about branding. To have a name and to stick with it and love it for a long time because you can't change it once it's there. <laughs> when he said neighborhood, it, I said it was super corny and I didn't like it. And really? Yeah, but that's honestly like my first response to like every idea my partners have. Yeah. So it's it it's, takes a second. It <laughs> yeah, takes, it takes a, second a second to settle in. <laughs> but as we started building it, yeah. it like became it's like okay, this is our thing now. Right. Mm -hmm. So it feels good because we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So what all products has neighborhood brought to the market? Yeah. So we have flour, uh, BHO grams and four gram baller buckets, and then uh nice. we're also doing carts cool yeah nice hitting three good markets i yeah. know really markets. yeah yeah four grand baller jar yeah nice yeah. yeah so where do you hope to see neighborhood grow like what is what's your plans with it like of course you want to give back you know like in the cannabis yeah. part like to make cannabis more affordable but like what is the ultimate goal with neighborhood the, the ultimate goal like it's kind of crazy i'm <laughs> i went from being we created this company. I'm like the head grower there. And then I'm like doing back end stuff for the company. Now it almost feels like I'm running like a nonprofit or something. Mm -hmm. It's not that, but it mm -hmm. feels like that. Yeah. And so like the, the goal for the company is like every month we want to do something different. So we did the food drive. We did the toy drive this month. We, we made like a pound and a half of FICO, which mm -hmm. is, uh, full spectrum uh, extract cannabis oil. So we take our BHO, decarb it, so it's edible, and then we put it in syringes. It's super pure, really high quality, and we're just finding patients who are in need of meds mm -hmm. and giving out as all of it. That's amazing. Yeah, and that's like, with with things like that, It, I'm not here to, like, call anyone out or, like, no. be weird or anything, but sure. I feel like it's almost like a no-brainer. Like, when your yeah. company gets big enough and you can do stuff like that, like, we don't need to sell that product. Mm -hmm. We'll just make it and give it out. We make so much hash, so much extract. It's crazy, you yeah. know? It's, like, not a big deal to take, like, a pound or two and mm -hmm. decarb it and give it to patients who need it. Yeah, and yeah. So, yeah, this whole idea of, like, patience over profits, like, people like to say that a lot. But mm -hmm. I really feel like we are encapsulating that in these brands that we've created mm -hmm. because Evoke, for example, that's not – I won't ever tell anyone, like, oh, we're the best. Every product we make is the best. Mm -hmm. What I will say is we are the best for the price that we sell at. Mm -hmm. I don't think you'll find better products at our price point. I really and truly believe that. Mm -hmm. And I also think that our products compete with – a lot of products that are in higher tiered price points. And so uh, that's, that's what we're doing. Yeah. That's the goal. Let's, let's get meds to patients mm -hmm. who need them. Let's give back to the community and let's just be like a reasonable company. Yeah. You know, I also think it goes to, so goes to say like, um, I know you said earlier that like there is other people in the industry doing it and like giving back to the community. And of course there are, like I see it all the time. I think, in my mind, it's the consistency aspect of it. Like the you can give back during holiday season, like everyone does, but right. everyone and be does in the that. spirit just during that time. So my, yeah. I guess my, like in my mind, my question. I actually had this conversation with some friends. 
the other day where it's like companies that give back only during the holiday season. Why is it only during like what about the holidays is the only reason that makes you feel like you want to give back? Right. And it's not I'm not saying it's not generous. I'm not saying like you don't your heart's not in the right place. What I'm saying is there's 11 months throughout the year that people also need those donations or that charity or that help or that love. So like, where do those other 11 months lack? So I think it's really cool that you guys are focusing on a charity every month because Mm. people need that. And people, that's just a, it's just fucking cool. Yeah, dude. People just, have me and you're yeah. helping meet them in a consistent way. Right. Like people can consistently see neighborhood in the community doing stuff, regardless of if they consume your product or not there. It's the consistency aspect yep. of it. And I feel like that really, that really makes companies like separate themselves from one another. And that's yeah. what you get with us. Yeah, We're for super sure. consistent. Mm-hmm. And once again, it comes down to the team we've built. Yeah. And yeah. That doesn't happen mm-hmm. without the nine people who are running the company right now. Yeah. Yeah. Shout what about them? How do you guys like choose what charities you want to work with? I know there's like so many, but is that how do you guys like zone in on it? Opportunities kind of just present themselves. Yeah. And once we like kind of put it out there that we're doing this, people just start approaching us and then we just run with it. We it it feels like really organic and natural that way. Um we, for example, we did an event uh, with Underground Ghost Kitchen. So mm-hmm. Roger and I have become friends. He's the one who uh, runs that. And we were talking randomly before one of his events, and he said that he's friends with a football coach at Cap Hill High School, and they need people to sponsor, like, some of the team dinners. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, cool, that sounds good. Let, let's do it. So I go meet the football coach, and then – I'm talking to, like, some of the staff there, and then I realize, like, it's actually, like, a really desperate situation at yeah. this school. It's, mm-hmm. like, yeah. it's, like, really fucking bad. I volunteered, I think, at that church there before, like, feeding people, and so yeah. I thought the same thing. Yeah, like, they were telling mm-hmm. us, like, we're essentially, like, beggars for the school. Like, we're not mm-hmm. just teachers. We're always asking people for donations, money, school supplies, food, like... We, we run out of food for kids, and some for some kids, it's like the only meal that they mm-hmm. get to get access mm-hmm. to during the day, and we can't even always provide that. And and I kind of just, like, latched on to them. I'm like, all yeah. right, like, we're going to try to do more with right. you. And so we're kind of just running with, with it right now with, with Cap Hill High School. Um, it's just cool because it – Okay, let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. Gerald Swain, who does media for us, he's... <laughs> Shout f- out to Gerald. Yeah, fucking badass. Gerald. He does yeah. awesome work. Um, he found out we were doing this, and he's like, bro, my mom went to that high school. Oh, cool. Yeah, oh. so he's like, he's like super excited to be, yeah. you know, doing media mm-hmm. when we're like helping oh, this yeah. school. And yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, little things like that keep popping up, and it just feels like we're doing the right yeah, thing. Yeah, that's like green those, lights. Yes, those are green lights showing you that you are right where you're meant to be and what you're doing is 
what you're supposed to be doing. Yep. You're serving a higher purpose, yeah. which is so cool. So growing up though, like as a kid, did you volunteer with charity work or like have you always just like had uh, a heart for that? Yeah. My parents were like really, really giving and like always trying to help other families and people who needed it. And uh, really my mom, I got a lot of that from her. Um, it's cool you're able to see that to growing mom. up though as an example yeah. like you know it's yeah. a, it's like almost to a fault like try to help others before helping yourself yeah type thing. it's beautiful yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a really special quality to have yeah so neighborhood and evoke are two different personalities although they're sister companies evoke is so edgy and like cool and neighborhood is more warm and welcoming so how now that you've done two event not events but two you know community driven um what's the word charity charity events yeah yeah, events for um you know different people in the community how has that made you feel now and you're just you know neighborhood is still so new and I feel like you guys have really come out of the floodgates how do you feel like how does Omid feel uh it feels really good I feel like I have purpose again with the companies where, you know, like I said before, when I had to step out of the grow, Mm -hmm. it kind of hit me in, in a way that I, I felt like my identity was in crisis. I didn't really know what I was doing for a company if I wasn't in the grow. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, this feels like really good. And all our employees are stoked about it. It's like, okay, we're, they're all working with like intention, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, we're, the what we're producing is good meds for the people who want it but some of the money we're making is also going towards like doing really good things for yeah. the community and mm-hmm. it you can tell like it's a different vibe yeah, yeah for sure i think yeah i think that's really cool and i think as you guys start to work with more charities it's going to be cool for you know those people that are maybe like oh, a cannabis industry co- or you know a cannabis brand coming to do this with us that may have never worked with a cannabis brand before like even high school like i feel like that's random and yeah. it's like oh a cannabis brand's working right. with high school but they're so dare you know so it's cool yep. that you guys are coming in and providing those you know, tools, those assets for them and to help them grow, to feed them, whatever the case may be, because people don't expect that from cannabis companies. I, I tried to take the coaches some of our products mm-hmm. and they're like, dude, you're at a high school, like you can't have that. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Oh, me. This <laughs> comes the backpack. <laughs> they're like, we literally like arrested a kid for having weed on the property oh yesterday. <laughs> You got to go, buddy. You got to get out. You're like, it's legal, though. I have this license. I have this. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, that is funny. So if somebody wanted to maybe volunteer their time or make any sort of donations or help out with neighborhood or maybe get involved, how do people do that with you? Yeah, so we actually, we like just launched our new website. It's pretty dope. We're still working out some kinks on it, but uh, it's neighborhoodflower.com. If you go on there, you have... Uh, we'll have calendars that show like what type of things we're going to be doing month after month. And then there's a contact us mm-hmm. section where it'll, you know, you could reach out to us directly through there. Cool. And then uh, our Instagram link is on there too. So you could DM that'll go to me or Matt. Cool. So what can the people expect from neighborhood and the new year? 
Um, in January, we're doing another food drive, so that'll be the event for January. Cool. And then what are you guys doing it with? Uh, we don't have the shop selected yet. Okay. So cool. that'll that'll all be up on the website though once Perfect. we get it dialed in. Um, and then yeah, this month we we're actually announcing raffle winners for the toy drive next week oh nice yeah. cool and then we're trying to connect with patients who need uh meds right now so amazing if you guys know anyone let me know yeah, and, will. yeah. um yeah just Solid. keep up on the website yeah. as we as we decide different things we want to do we'll just pop it up there and anyone who wants to get involved can reach out and we'll figure out ways to do it and that's neighborhood nbrhdflower.com no no spelled out spelled neighborhoodflower.com out neighborhood. okay yeah. neighborhoodflower.com yep it's been so cool to see friends who are motivated inspired and constantly moving and evolving in such a way that's growing you all around and it's cool to be surrounded by that because i feel like it keeps Brandon and i inspired as well so that's you. You've been that this year. It's been really cool to watch you grow, even just from becoming friends with you to doing a podcast episode with you and now like sitting here with you and just watching you have really put your nose to the ground this last six, seven months and seeing you on the other side. It's really inspiring and really cool. So we're really proud of you. I want to say you. that. Yes. You're welcome. That's cool. It's cool to Thank see your you. friends do cool yeah. shit, but like stuff that also makes everyone's heart feel good yeah. too. You know, you're like, yeah, that's mm -hmm. why I'm friends with yeah, you. That's, that's why my, I love that's you. My friend. Yeah. yeah. So what are you most proud of of yourself this year? Like what is, what makes you feel good that you were like, this was a goal that I set at the beginning of the year and I accomplished this. I'm really proud of myself. This is a therapy session. Wow. Did you know? I know, but it's, it's important to give yourself credit because I yeah. feel like you might not do that very often. I might be assuming that, but I feel yeah, like it's important well, to give really, yourself credit. I don't really ever think about that. Um, I think I'm... <clears throat> I think I'm just proud of how I've been able to step out of, like, a day-to-day, -day, like, work role in the grow and kind of assume this new side of me where I need to be more involved in making decisions mm -hmm. and making connections for the company and I'm being in charge of like relationships with our extract partners and it's it's like I'm you're a connector right yeah. you yeah. are a connector and, mm -hmm. yeah I think I'm it it means a lot to have stepped more into that identity because i I talked earlier about how we're, you know, letting people step into roles where they excel at. Um, I actually, there was a point like, I don't know, maybe in like February of this year or like March or something when I was realizing that uh, I'm not going to be in the grow as much and that's that's not really where it, 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 it it wasn't something we really talked about at the mm -hmm. company. It just kind of started happening and you know, it's like I, I'm i one of the people who built the company. I mm -hmm. see what's happening. I know I, I could see where it was going. I'm, like, trying to reconcile with it in my head. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to Wes, our CEO, one day on the phone. I was in Colorado, and uh, we were talking on the phone. Um, <clears throat> I just hit him up. I was, like, deep in thought. Uh, I hit him up. I'm like, isn't it weird that, like, I'm not – 
I'm not the main decider in the grow anymore. I'm like, you guys, you know, are consulting Fred more than you're consulting me. I'm like, isn't that, isn't that weird to you? I'm like, I designed, I designed these that grow. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm the one who built a lot of it. And he's like, no, it's not weird. He's like, you're doing things that you're way better at now, and that's gonna be better for the company. And I think you need to like really step into that. And I was like, damn. That's solid yeah, advice. That's I'm solid like, advice yeah. for sure. You yeah. need to hear that. Yeah, because yeah, I, I could see how it's like change. First of all, change is very hard. Yeah. Especially when it's something where like you've built it. It's been your blood, sweat, and tears into it. It's your baby, really. Yeah. And now somebody's kind of giving your baby to somebody else and you're watching it happen and you're like, wait, what the fuck is happening? Right. But in his mind, he sees it so different because right. he's like, no, I see you in such a bigger position, in such a more like, not necessarily bigger. No, no, not bigger, but just like bigger in that like maybe bigger for like bigger for you, and that something that you can work towards to help us be bigger, like bigger in that, you know, right? Um, Growth, yeah, growth, bigger growth. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it's really cool, and it's cool to see that he saw that in you. So as you were having this moment of like, what's happening? He was like, no, like it's what's happening is what's right. Yeah. So it's for you. With that being said, too, like as an entrepreneur, receiving solid advice like from other people. But if there's someone listening who you feel like who may feel like, you know, they're lost, they're tired, they're like, you know, just worn out. What is some solid advice that you personally would give to someone just to keep going or whatever that might be? Don't be afraid to lean into the people who have like shown that they'll be supportive of you. You might not get it from everybody, but if you have those people, don't don't feel like you're alone, you know? Mm-hmm. Everything we've built has been a team effort. Like, it was never any one person, you know? Yeah. It was back in Colorado, it was Josh and I scheming in his office, and when we moved out here, it was four of us, you know, right off the bat, building the company together, and uh, shout out to Dylan, who's running one of our facilities uh, out in Chickasha. He, he was like our young apprentice who came out with us okay. like right in the beginning. That was really That's fucking more. awesome. He took a risk when I met him. Yeah. He was 18. He was okay. help. Yeah, he, we, we let him come help me at the grow up in the mountains. Nice. And he, he proved his worth. And yeah, he came out here with us. He's like OG member of the team. So yeah, I, he's, he's almost like a founder in a lot of ways just because he was here from day one yeah and risk takers are Mm -hmm. risk takers and you value them (laughs) he helped me take clones for our first run in colorado you know okay wow yeah yeah (laughs) that's That's so cool cool. it's so cool that you've experienced so much over the last few years with your friends and people around you and now you guys have like created this really cool atmosphere companies so full circle culture you know it's it's a beautiful thing and it's cool to see you all thrive and do it together and this is just the beginning really yep it sure is. is and but yeah so that would be my advice is we're not that that's kind of what our whole company has built off of is collaboration over competition i tell this to our extract partners all the time is that we can do more together than we can by ourselves and so anyone feeling lost or like giving up or they just don't know how to make the next move lean into your people it's it's like mm-hmm. it's so important cuz you can't do it by yourself yeah That's real. we've That's real. we've been so successful because we're a huge team yeah. working together yeah. and so i try to take 
this things I learn at work and apply it to my actual life because I've learned so much from the people that I work with. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's cool. Awesome. I'm glad That's you've been having advice. these experiences. It sounds like yeah. it's all in the right direction. Sounds yeah. like 2023 is a good year for you. It, it really was insane. Yeah. It's crazy that it's over. I know. I feel like it just flew by. Yep. And now we got to sit here and reflect though. I know. It's kind of fun. I know it was. <laughs> Well, Media, I think this wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to share just your passions, your love, your joy for the companies, the cannabis, the community. It's always a pleasure to have you. Thanks for having me. Of course. And for those of you wanting to keep up with what they're doing, follow them on Instagram. It's N-B-R-H-D underscore life. And thank you to everyone for tuning in to another episode. Stay tuned for next week's. And as always, um, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at DopeHistory.com.